Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Time for the podcast. This is the Board Game Stops podcast. This is the premiere star of the show with me in the studio, not really in the studio, but via the internet is Gabby, the host. Say something. Hey, Jerry. How are you now? All right. There you go. And with us, a special guest. Oh, you let that. You're supposed to say good and you. Not so bad. Whatever. Yeah. Just go. I am going on because that. You've already was- failed. You've already no. failed. Ten seconds in the podcast, you've let me down, but go ahead. Pitter-patter, let's get at her. Uh, We have with us the premier host of The Order from Chaos, and an individual who shares his name with two books of the Bible, Mr. Matthew Jude Law. Say hello, Matthew. Uh, Hello. Thank you for that. Enough said. Move on. (laughs) Hello. Hello, everyone. How how are you? I'm here. Yeah. Me. It's me. Matthew Screw you, Dad. Jude, <laughs> is that- Matthew Jude, Matthew Jude, Matthew Jude, Matthew Jude. Can y'all that tell was- what tune that is? That's awful. Just stop that's- that. It was. Uh, it was. A, it was close to a country road. It was hey! country road adjacent. <laughs> very good. Very good. How about this one? Matthew Jude Jude. Matthew Jude. Matthew Jude. Matthew Jude. Matthew Jude Jude. That's this fun. is the whole show, by the way. This I is sing songs I love rock only and roll, with right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, move on. See some Hank Junior next. Matthew Jude, Matthew Jude, something tear in my, my beard. How do you call sing me that? Superman? <laughs> do they Hank Junior? I don't think they do. I think you asked your friends Hank Junior to call you Superman, and they all went <laughs> along with it. That's what I think happened, Hank Junior. Man of Steel. Shut up. The, uh, <laughs> the only thing I know about Hank Jr. is that he has a tear in his beer, so therefore his beer is now salty. <laughs> yeah. We're in Texas. You're offending half our audience. Oh, my. I'm the biggest. I think I might be a bigger country, the biggest country music fan here. <laughs> oh, well. Probably so. Probably so. Uh, I did not start. Okay. A full disclosure. Growing up here in uh, southeast Oklahoma, northeast Texas, um, I despised despised and you know it's probably one of those things where you know as a rebellious teenager you're anti-culture of wherever you're at i despised country music despised it i was into techno pop and heavy metal so country music i I couldn't stand it row forward uh 21 years later i meet my future wife my now wife and she's into country music. She likes Garth Brooks. My one of my first, okay, my second concert ever, Garth Brooks, at Reunion Arena in Dallas, Texas. One of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Didn't know, didn't know a song he sang other than Friends in Low Places. But <laughs> what it was say, amazing. You must have known Friends in Low Places. I knew Friends in Low Places. Literally, that's it. That's all I know of Garth Brooks. Oh, what you want to do is you want to get some Mel Haggard on. That's what you need to do. Listen to some Mel Haggard. Oh, your life. oh. 
wait, Merle Haggard, uh, 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 what's the one he sings with? Uh, oh, the guy that smokes weed all the time. Oh, uh, that's Poncho and Lefty. It's a Towns Van Zandt song. Poncho, Poncho and, Lefty. and Lefty. That is one of my freaking favorite songs of all time. All the federalists say. <laughs> yes. That's a Towns Van Zandt song. Towns Van Zandt's probably my favorite musician of all time next to Tom Waits. Oh, I love that song. That's one of my go-to karaoke's. Oh, that's great. Living on the ro- anyway, so board games. We like board games. Now <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll get into that about fifty minutes in. Go ahead, Jerry. I think we need to do a board game themed karaoke night where Gobby and Mr. Jude, probably Dan Hughes. I would assume that Mike Delicious Toes has a good voice. Maybe Richard Simpson, and y'all can all do your own karaoke versions, and it kind of be like that, uh, not that lip sync battle thing, but something similar, like. Board gaming, the voice. I'd like that. I am the voice of board gaming first and foremost. So uh, let's get that nailed down straight away. <laughs> but I actually did karaoke with a bunch of board game folk at a dice tower con once. I went with uh, Ambi and Crystal from Board Game Blitz. Z Garcia was there. Me and Nick and Mike Murphy were there. Dan Hughes was invited. He did not go. <laughs> what shocker! <laughs> it was good. Oh, um, Gary Pope was there, and I uh, i think I got just way drunker than anyone else. It was one of those situations. It was fine. It was good. Look at look at all these names he's dropping, Jerry. Ooh. Oh. Then that's, how he, that's how he made it. That experience is what got him on the Watch It Play. Just that's like. what did it. <laughs> Rodney's like, that's my man right there. I thought you were Rodney's little brother. How'd that work out? How did you get on Watch It Played? Well, I uh, Rodney is my cousin, as everyone can tell. We both wear our hats at a jaunty angle, which is something that we found out recently. <laughs> Rodney's talent scouts me. You know, he said, Matthew, <laughs> look at him. Isn't he? He could do better. Let's see if he can do better over at Watch It Played. And that's what happened. And you have. You have. Not that you were doing bad prior. It was, it was. I mean, you were doing all right. Like you, you, you had that little five minute spot on board game breakfast back in the day, didn't you? Back in that, that day, big time. Yeah, yeah. Before we get too much work. into Matthew's uh, expertise, I have some stuff I need to say, Jerry. Jeez. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, okay. So I have some. You know, as I keep a, I, as as these thoughts occur to me for our podcast, I write them down in my journal, my board game snobs journal, your diary, dream board. My dream diary. <laughs> my my vision diary. I envision it and it comes true. You've been reading The Secret. <laughs> I've been reading The Secret and so far it's not working. You're trying to manifest a Ferrari. <laughs> I, it has not. Well, actually, apparently I've manifested. Okay. He's trying ready? to manifest a waistline. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to get some more tea. How dare you? Uh, you're already fat shaming and we're not even 10 minutes in, but whatever. Okay. So I wrote down. And I just thought maybe this would be humorous. Sometimes I write down, oh, if I can get this in, if this subject ever comes up, I will toss this in there. It's going to be gold. So you're just going to shoehorn them right in at the start. That's, that's a good good way to do it. Kimono, kimono dragons. I, I, I wrote that down. I was like, if, so they're if, dragons in kimono. I get it. Yeah. It, it's either dragons wearing kimonos or yeah. I wear a dragon as a kimono. Or you have a kimono that's covered in dragons. 
Oh, uh, that's a third option Which I did not I consider. I have to imagine that third one would be the easiest to manifest. <laughs> no, that would be. I did. Well, actually, I, uh, see, I went with dragons wearing kimonos, and like that's their gang colors. Got so it. they're like fighting pterodactyls and robes or something. I don't know. Is that what? 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 Um, what animal? What was uh, dragon an animal? A flying lizard? What rivals dragons in the sky? Pterodactyls. But Reali- the fantasy reality? Realm, or is there pterodactyls? <laughs> <laughs> Unicorns. Oh, you know, fly- Pegasus. I was going to say Pegasus. 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 Page with a, a bunch Pegasi. of Pegasus. Pegasi. 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 What would you? What Some would you call a? Some type of flying squid would probably be dangerous. I have to assume. Kraken. Mm, I'll get it. Kraken in the sky. What would you call a pack or herd of dragons? A dragoon. The- <laughs> mm. Done. I would done call it done. a campfire of dragons. That makes sense. That makes sense. They breathe fire. Okay, I had this discussion literally yesterday. Okay, okay. in every movie where there's dragons, you have Dragonheart and um, uh, Reign of Fire. Those are the two dragon movies I acknowledge. Aragon, <laughs> go whatever yourself, throw yourself in a trash can. So they, they can produce the fire. Uh, I assume they tighten their sphincter and all their methane gas, thus, therefore, they burp it out, right? No. Makes perfect sense. How do they ignite it? What's the ignition? They smash their teeth together real quick and make a spark. That is exactly what I said. Is that, that what is you exactly said? What, yeah. That is exactly what I said. Their I said eye they teeth have, to have like some flint. sort of flint-like teeth? Yes! I just always assumed that they had a gland... Uh, two types of glands that secreted some sort of like binary explosive that when combined they ignite and all you need is like, just oxygen like so, Bakugo from My Hero Academia if anyone else out there is an anime nerd like me no anyone cool That's great. no no no, I, no I, I do know Emilio Estevez in Mission Impossible hasta lasagna when he squeezes the bubble gum together. Right. Something oh. similar. Yeah. So, yeah. so nothing right. like the anime, just like Emilio Estevez. Hasta lasagna, don't get any on you. Quack, 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 quack. That's the right. That's Emilio Estevez, is it? <laughs> Young Guns 3, anybody? Emilio Estevez trying to get it off the ground. Who's asking for that? Nobody. I would. Nobody wants it. Clamoring for it. <laughs> Tombstone 2. That's what I'm into. That's what I want. Tombstone 2. The red tombing. Yeah. Or the un- unearthed. Tombstone 2. Unearthed. I've watched that. <laughs> Tomb Raider. Cast. <laughs> Tomb Raider. They, they that's, dig up, that's not taken. They dig up Doc Holliday out of the ground and they go on like this <laughs> weekend on weekend from Bernie's adventure with him. You know? Hey, Doc, do the thing with a spinning cup and it's just like <laughs> trying to grab his arm. He's <laughs> like, he becomes a barista at Starbucks with his spinning cop move. Rest in peace? I don't think so. Okay, the second thing I had written down. This was inspired by an Order from Chaos episode. Ever heard of that? Anybody? Anybody? It, it burnt so bright it lasted six shots. <laughs> Not because it got um, cancelled. All of us, I'm just waiting for the call. Dan, all Dan needs I to know. do is message me and say, want to record? And it'd be done. I- but he, he doesn't. In the the, mess, the the call never comes. Order from Chaos was the Lou Bega of podcasting. It burnt bright and went out. <laughs> it was awesome. I have shouted it from the rooftops. I love Order from Chaos, the best podcast Dan has ever done. Easily on the on the episode, y'all 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 uh, ranked moths, and Dan espoused his hatred of moths. And I came to the conclusion, and I realized 
This is something else I've written down in this journal of mine. Moths are zombie butterflies. They are like vampiric butterflies, right? They're the butterflies of the night. I would say they're braver than the regular butterfly because they're scared of the dark. Right? They're great. But but they're gray? They only come out at night? It sounds like a zombie to me. Maybe they're goths. That would have been a better name for them. Goths. Look at all those goths yeah. fluttering about. <laughs> I've got goths in my closet. And you open it up. Why are why are moths t- called goths is the greatest question. <laughs> That's a meme in the making. We could go viral. <laughs> They're sending goth balls. I've got I've got goths in my closet. You open it up, it's just some fifteen year old dark headed kid with studded <laughs> necklace on and he's in there listening no, to depressing uh, music. Spider Man three. Yeah. Toby Maguire from Spider Man three dancing his way through there. <laughs> Okay. See, I'm, I'm rat- I appreciate y'all letting me rattle these off because they've been in my journal slash diary. Do you have a problem with the word diary, Matthew? Diary? No. Why would I have a problem? Jerry with seems to insinuate that that's only for girls. I don't do not. You, oh, 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 we have podcasts to back this up. I just say that your journal is more of a diary because it is more of a diary. Like a journal is where you're... You are journaling something. You you actually have a, an objective. You're keeping track of something. Whereas a diary is just your random feelings. Your diary is 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 I've read it by the way. It's it's just these random That's feelings cute. that you have wrote down about. Oh, I texted Jerry and he didn't text me back. That type of stuff. It's a diary. <laughs> it's, it is a diary has a more of a emotional based connotation, whereas a journal has a more of a fact based reiteration of what happened during the day. How do you, where do you stand on the audio captain's log? Stardate 36285. The Bajorans are causing me a massive headache. You know, that kind it of would, thing. That would be a journal. That's a journal. But the personal log is a diary. Personal Person- log's a diary. Captain's, I see that. So I see the distinction you're making there. Yeah, yeah. personal log. I wish Diana would quit wearing those low-cut uniforms and wear something more appropriate for the bridge. Yeoman, Ra- Yeoman Rand. What? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, deep cut. Deep cut. Yeoman Rand. Is that is was that the Bajoran that got sent off on that mission and would have been a really good no, character? Oh no, Star Trek T O S. Yeah. The Yeoman that always just randomly brought Kirk these things to sign in her. Oh, you know, is that her? In the red. Yeah. Yeah. The blonde-haired red dress. That was Yeoman Rand. When you word it, blonde-haired red dress, I've got a very different picture in my mind <laughs> to what I know would have been the truth. I'm thinking. Well, the Matrix. <laughs> oh, yes. You want to sign what? Yes, of course. You can have any part of my body. It's a scientific test? Yeah, no problem. Blood? I've got... I'm full of blood. <laughs> okay, that went... Okay. That turned really personal. Personal, personal log. Okay, go ahead with don't, your... Go ahead with don't your... Uh, Bogart the Conversation. Bogart. You know where that comes from? The term Bogart the Conversation? Humphrey. Oh, you don't. It literally comes, and I, I, I think we discussed this previously, but I made the assumption, not knowing it was the truth, it actually has to do with Humphrey Bogart. And the way that he bogarted cigarettes, he wouldn't let them go. He always had them dangling in his teeth, thus the term Bogart, like not letting something go, So, or, or like the conversation, huh. don't Bogart this, don't Bogart. Yeah, so y'all know the term Bogart, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Humphrey, the man. Matthew's really bogarting that beanie. He's always got it. See, <laughs> big time, big time Bogart. Big time the beanie. 
What is I, your? Uh, go ahead. And I was thinking about uh, cigarettes. I thought it was going to be someone who always like asks for cigarettes, like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. Mm. Sarah, two smokes. Let's go. I thought that was going to be what Bogarting was, but yeah, I see. I see. Humphrey Bogart was he a terrible person. Do we know anything about him? I I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like nowadays. I don't know whether to say I'm a pro Bogart or anti Bogart. I don't know. I assume he was just you know a typical male of the time. He probably had his imperfections as well as his good things. So I, who knows? I'm assuming a neutral Bogart stand until further notice. Yeah, I think it's the safest <laughs> place to be. Surely. Are you a Bogartist? How dare you? So all right. You were going to Go say ahead. something. No, that was me saying you were going to say something. Go on. Oh, I'm I'm always going to say something. Is it important? No. <laughs> I'm always going to say something. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast, yes. Uh, rally racing. <laughs> That's crazy stuff, right? I don't have that in Britain. They they do bicycles. And... Um, uh, I, I assume but we don't have rally. What, 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 what have you been no watching rally, rally racing, racing? In Britain? I am become a rally racing enthusiast, and I believe those may be the best drivers that exist in the world. And I, I thus therefore put myself in that category. I could be a rally racer because I am a, a professional driver. Wait a minute, they're better than the hillbillies down here that drive really fast and turn left. Yes, I find that difficult to believe. They do that on their own. Rally racers need they need two uh, two people in the car just to know where they're going. Uh, well, you would have to. It's like coming up here at 200 miles an hour, you need to turn right around this corner or else we're going to hit that tree. Cowards. Rally racing is, if you have TikTok, look up rally racing. It is it is mind-blowing that those guys operate like they do. I can't. It's, they get it's, it's mind-blowing. Air, right? They are in the air for a lot of their races. <clears throat> oh, right? yeah. yeah. And their shocks are amazing. I would uh, die instantly, almost instantly. I'd be overconfident, and I would lose it at the first turn and careen into journalists. I it would be <laughs> horrendous. I think that's what the guy in the second seat, that's his job, is to keep you. That's his job. He's to uh, point out where the journalists are. To tone it down. How do you get that job? Do you have to be a driver yourself, or do you just have to be a guy that's just calm enough to be able to read directions? Because I think I could be that second seat guy. I could be the backseat driver, whispering in your You're ear, at- this is coming up, this turn, that type of thing. No, not ASMR style, though. Like, hey, hey, turn, turn left up here. Turn left. What? <laughs> what? Oh, I'm getting a tingle in my brain, but also I need to drive. I'm doing 8,000 RPM right this second. <laughs> You're going to have to speak up. I mean, they they have to be good at turning map pages under duress like you're bouncing around going at extreme speeds you got to get that atlas going i'd rather drive i think i'd rather drive in that situation because then i could have someone to blame right exactly you can like that the navigator it's the navigator's fault okay moving on did you know you can eat armad matthew are you familiar with armadillos not personally, but I'm aware of their existence. Okay, they're, they're, a they're thing the pangolin here. of North America, correct? Correct. They are, especially in the uh, southern Texas region, not southern Texas, but the southern region, also Texas and other areas in the south. We used to have a uh, advert for a chocolate bar called a Dime Bar, and it was branded as being the opposite of an armadillo because it was soft on the outside and crunchy on the inside. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, the armadillo. That's what they did. That was the commercials. Everybody knows armadillos are crunchy on the outside and soft soft in the middle. And a dime is something completely different down here. Do y'all have uh, zero bars? 
New we Year? do. The white chocolate. <sighs> Whenever I'm in America, and I'm in the South, which is normally where I am if I'm in America, I, uh, I tell you what, zero bars. You can't get them in Britain. They're the best chocolate bar. They're the nope. best candy bar ever. Nobody here Incorrect. eats those. Nobody. My wife They're was. The my wife was the first person that I have ever saw buy a zero bar, and I was appalled because it looks like it, it's. I'm expecting a chocolate bar. I'm expecting because like dark chocolate is like the thing, and it's white. It's like this albino yeah. looking off colored white, and she's like, "These are amazing," which got they me into got me into eating them. But I've never seen a. I've never been earth. into a gas station convenience store and saw anybody buy a zero bar. If chocolate bars lived under the earth for millennia, losing their sight, but learning to find their way around in the dark, like with radar and, you know, bat style, that would be the zero bar. I can see that. They do look like they've been out in the sun all day, but they are really good. They're just the best. They make Snickers bars look like a word I won't use, but they are they're just the Snickers best. is the best. Oh, shut up. Snickers are the best. Oh, Snickers, Snickers overrated. is Snickers the best. No. Too good for too long. It's, it's overrated for a reason because it's the best premier number one, just like Manchester United. Well, it's been a long time since that's been true, but... Uh, <laughs> look, let's just talk about how I'm okay with you not liking zero bars i'm frankly i can live with that and i'm all right with that i can uh, sleep at night but the fact that you think snicker bars are all that that disgusts me don't get me wrong i'm not gonna not i'm not gonna say no thank you i don't want a snickers bar you crazy no one's ever saying that but well unless it will literally kill you but unless you have peanut allergies diabetes or peanut allergy there's numerous ways a snicker bars can get you let's face it you can hot day slip on one Nightmare. Snicker bars are the Budweiser of candy bars. They're just the generalized thing that everybody buys. They're all all right, but they are not distinctive enough to be... uh, What's your go-to chocolate bar? What's your go-to chocolate bar, Uh, Jerry? Well, I've been buying a lot of off-brand stuff, but really, back in the day... (laughs) Like Great Value? Sam's Choice? What are no, you doing? no, it's just back in the day. I really liked those Caramello things. You know what I'm talking about? Those really fancy. They're nothing but just no. a little bit sweet. Got a lot of caramel in them. Caramellos. You got your Rolos that are just your, your Rolos are just chocolate and caramel. Okay, I like, I like a little crunch. Rolos are good, but you have to put them. You have to eat two at a time, and you have to put them like the wide end together, so you have one <laughs> Rolo, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank so you. So it looks like a TIE fighter. That's what you got to do. But you can, okay, going back to my diary slash journal, whatever, a gyre or darnel, you can eat armadillo and oh, it's yeah. called possum on the half shell. That is true. This it is depends m- what half you eat. If you just eat in the back end or the front end, it's slightly <laughs> different. But I imagine you're slicing it right down the middle, correct? Uh, like a clam. You would have to. You would what? have to to make it fair. To be fair. Quick question. This is for both of you. To be fair, a quick question for both of you is where do you stand on boiled peanuts? Ooh. Ooh. I'm okay. Jerry can answer here in a few moments. I had never heard of boiled peanuts until I met my wife. And she, her father was a truck driver, especially in the Alabama, Mississippi region. You'll have to be. That's where you're going to get them. Let's face it. Came up. 
came upon these boiled peanuts, I was like, what are you talking about? Sounds disgusting. I tried them. I'm addicted. They're the best thing in the whole world. I, you well, can only get them in... Uh, well, well, first, Joe, what do you think of boiled peanuts? I have never heard of them. I am, I am right now just... I am Amazoning them as we speak. Until uh, just now, you've never heard of boiled I, peanuts. You when can you st- get them in a... You can get them in a can, right? But they're not as good. But if you make them yourself, man, when I'm in Tennessee, I mean a lot of boiled peanuts. And I'm in Tennessee <laughs> normally every year. But Hunting for a Sasquatch? Well, you know, you could you could go find the Bell Witch. She's in Tennessee. Oh, okay. Okay. There was the Nashville Foot Stomper. Oh, okay. Well, that's actually real. He went to prison. Uh <laughs> For stomping foots? He, walked, he would walk around downtown Nashville. It was really actually kind of a big thing at the time. Walk around downtown Nashville and just stomping on women's feet. <laughs> I, I thought that real? I thought this was like a clogging person that I should know. Like you were into like <laughs> line dancing, the Nashville foot stomper. And I'm looking him up as we speak. This is awful. This is going to be something that I am going. Yes. Oh, my. Don't, don't go that, down that rabbit hole. Don't. Don't fact check me on a, on, on a podcast. <laughs> we are Googling everything what if you I say. I made it up for hilarious, hilarious jokes. Oh, speaking of, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll throw it to you momentarily, and you can go into more about your death by monsters, et cetera. And I have Man. a story for you. But uh, before we do that, uh, the pink fairy armadillo yeah. is the smallest of the species. There are, there's 20 plus species of armadillo Matthew. see that does surprise me i did not know that bit there are 20 we have the nine banded here i would i would google it but i trust you so. <laughs> as you should i'm an armadillo aficionado the nine banded is what we have here in texas and in the states and then the further south you go they have more types but the pink fairy armadillo is the smallest growing to only six inches long. So it's like a gerbil or hamster or mouse. It's adorable. It has, uh, it says it's mainly found in central Argentina. Light pink scales, fluffy looking white fur. It's adorable. I would never say an, an armadillo looked adorable until I came upon the pink fairy armadillo. I think I'm familiar with this particular, not the one in the picture, I'm assuming, but I, with the breed, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, they're great. They're great. I'm glad y'all let me get all that out. So I can, I can cross all this hot information out of my book. Oh, information. I was thinking you were going to go with another word there, but you went with another <laughs> word. The last thing I have, Jerry, as far as my... Uh, Trivia and information. I'm going with information again. I need a thesaurus. I found this from National Geographic magazine. Okay. <laughs> Jerry, are you still there? Yes, I am. I am intrigued oh, okay. by boiled peanuts. You have not fallen asleep am, yet. Okay. He has got it down a boiled peanut wormhole. Uh, boiled <laughs> peanuts are so good. You just want you want them. You want them in a big jar that you like a big like hot pot jar thing that's in like just a gas station. That you know's been there all day. They're the best ones. So- We've purchased ours from. Uh, they come in large plastic sacks. You can get like the way I used to, would get them is in a big polystyrene. You know, hating the earth polystyrene like big gulp cup. Get the whole lot. Oh, yeah, then you drink the juice at the end. It's just salt and water you, and peanuts. You like, and you like it the juice? Yeah. Bloody great. Okay, my last one. Then we'll move on from National Geographic. Dot co dot uk Matthew dot uk. <laughs> so it must be right. <laughs> how you will 
So should I read this in a British accent? Are Please you do. offended? Are you offended when Americans like toy around with a British accent? No, I like people. I like accents and people doing accents and having fun. How do you feel about our accent? Lingo. I love it. Do you feel that we have an accent, Jerry and I? You do both have an accent, of course. I'm not offended when people do southern accents. Usually it's derogatory, you know, because we're like, oh, I don't get yeah. offended. So, okay, so quickly, my I spent a lot of time in Tennessee, and uh, so I feel like my home state is Tennessee, if I had to pick one, oh, just okay. because I've spent so much time in Tennessee over the past, like, 10 years. And, I, and the thing is, in my home in Britain, I'm from the West Midlands, which is has all the same connotations of the West Midlands are what people in America have about like the Deep South, that kind of hicks and yokels and a bit stupid and terrible accent. So I have a kinship with people from the South for those reasons, I think. And uh, I don't mind doing a Southern accent. It's like I don't mind if someone does my accent, which I have got rid of as much as possible. But if someone does like a thick West Midlands accent, I don't mind it. It's just when when you use that accent with the connotation of that person is poor and stupid. And ill-educated, right? Because I, 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 sorry, that is my rant. I really does bug me. I don't like it at all. And whenever people do southern accents, they don't. They always do like it's derogatory, and it really, it does, it, it, it angers me. So, it, could could you, uh, perchance, uh, try to imitate a southern accent with none of those um, preconceived notions? Hold on, I don't have a banjo to hand. <laughs> uh, actually, when I'm in when I'm in Tennessee, if I've been there for a few weeks, I have gone into stores and stuff and pass try to pass off as an American. I I, I think I when well, so if I'm there in it I can get the accent down, but off the top of my head, it's not it's never gonna be it's never gonna live up to it, right? Apparently I sound when I do an American accent, even if I'm trying to just do a regular American accent, like a like a blank American accent if there is if such a thing could exist, I sound uh-huh. southern. <laughs> but it's because I've learned from southern people how to sound all the time. Okay, so why Tennessee? What what's your dealings with Tennessee so much? Uh so when I was in university I made really good friends with a girl called Emily and she said, Hey, come visit and she was lived in Franklin, which is just outside Tennessee. And I was just I am pretty bad when it comes to doing stuff in general in life. But when someone says, hey, come visit, I'll welcome visit. <laughs> so I okay. called Emily up. like It was Christmas Eve. I remember I called her up and said, hey, I just bought a ticket. I'm going to be in Tennessee for like a month next year. She was like, cool. <laughs> and when I was there, I met a bunch of people and I met a bunch of friends. And then they said, hey, you should come visit us next year. And I did. And from there, it kind of blossoms and i've been going for 10 years if, if the pandemic hadn't hit i'd have been there last year and i'd be going this year very nice uh, tennessee a home of some good whiskey it is i'm the only 10 you need that's <laughs> not quite how the phrase goes but i twisted it with my words <laughs> usually when people think of yeah they like, say i don't know if this will come through here and i say yeah that's that's the problem when people think of the south <laughs> i don't know where you come from but uh you should turn back <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I have never seen that movie, by the way, Deliverance. Never seen it. It's about a UPS just, guy yeah. who goes rogue. That's, that's fallen <laughs> down. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. uh, Deliverance, I thought now, it was like that's a, guy. a good film. If you've There's seen that. That's a good one. Devin. Fallen <laughs> Down's awesome. UPS guy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael Douglas, right? It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Baby. Okay, the last thing I have to get, I have to mark it off because I've had these things in my journal 
slash diary. Um, from nationalgeographic.co.uk. How humans are messing up B-sex. That's right. B-sex. Why always blame the humans? Well, wait a minute. I always, I always go with the first choice. I always go with the A. So what's, what is B? What, what are you talking about? I am so confused. <laughs> B- so confused. As in, as in the flying insect that harvests, oh, you know, okay. pollen. Okay, we're talking about pollinating, not yeah. What well, we are yes. talking about pollinating, but we're talking about bees. Poll- yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. 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 So the honeybee's lot in life is that he has a one percent chance of successful less than one percent chance of successful reproduction. I know that guy. And they and <laughs> and they one hundred percent chance of dying after mating. You don't have a choice. You mate, you die. That sounds like a tagline for a movie. It's the best way to go out. Cardiac issues. So every spring, these males, also known as drones, fly out to congregation areas, mid-air ballrooms, if you will. Orgies. Are we talking orgies? <laughs> mid-air orgies. Just, let's, just get, let's, just, let's just get this stuff straight. Are we talking orgies here? <laughs> We're talking bee orgies. I bet there's bees knees. Airbrain, air, airborne orgies, otherwise known as spirit airlines. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Mile High Club. For forty nine dollars, you can get a first class seat. <laughs> uh, it says thousands of young bees gather from miles around to show their stuff. Each seeks to mate with a virgin queen, a weak old female destined from birth to found her own hive. Oh, beehive! <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> During these females' nuptial flights at these events, the queens gather the genetic material <laughs> they'll use to inseminate eggs for the rest of their lives. Queens can lay 2,000 eggs on a good day. Take that, hens. What are chickens doing? Nothing. Ovulating once a day. <laughs> what is, what is useless. This is embarrassing. Can we collect? <laughs> can we collect? This is embarrassing. <laughs> As I go out and collect the hen's egg, what this is embarrassing. Each queen will mate with about twelve of her suitors. Oh, fewer than one percent of the males in attendance. When a lucky drone reaches one of the queens, he mounts her and flexes his abs to extend his endophallus, the bee equivalent of a peen. Yes, is it an endophallus in your pocket, or are you That's happy to see me? A bee. Collecting honey. <laughs> no, that uh, is my penis. <laughs> is that a so, is that is a the, truncheon in your pocket, or is that a, why would I be holding a truncheon? This is quite obviously my penis. You're not picking up what I'm putting down. Just say no. Oh, he's trying to put it into the queen sting chamber. Just saying. That's it. As I'm reading this word for word. He releases his semen with such... Okay, this is the part that got me. And you may not be aware, and this is the whole reason I'm reading this uh, amazing story. The drone releases his semen with such speed and force that there's said to be an audible pop. Yeah, that's normal. Then what happens? Oh, is it? Is that Wait, is that not... (laughs) I, I, maybe for some, not for all. Well, in my, in my younger the, days, I what was, was that? I was, <laughs> nothing. 
in my younger days, of course, I was virile, a young man. Are you popping corn in here, or yeah? No, I am. Um, <laughs> why would there be pop? Uh, no pun intended. This this is the climax. <laughs> this is the climax of a male's life. And it's rapidly downhill from here. The drone's endophallus stays behind with the queen, and he falls to the ground, paralyzed to await his end. That is how I feel after. <laughs> is there a sadder end to life than? I mean, I guess you go out happy. I don't know. I'm not a bee. I'm not a drone. I don't think we can truly compare ourselves to the bees because one day <laughs> they will take over. Let's be honest. But. If you're going to go out, that's the way to do it, right? Surely. You don't want to be working, <laughs> touching flowers all day for the rest of your life, touching a tea, a tea, like a teaspoon of honey. I have reached the pinnacle of my career. I'm dead. <laughs> you could say he couldn't help pollen in love with the queen. Is that from the article? No. Oh. I'm looking at bee puns. Po- okay. Do you know that What's in it? America they had loads and loads of those uh, sayings where they had like the bee's knees, the cat's pajamas, and those type of things? Loads of those animal uh-huh. sayings, but only a couple of them stuck. But beforehand, there was way more of them. We just, really? yeah, I haven't got I'm any like, examples what? for you, but I do know <laughs> that's the case. <laughs> we have the one Puma's which is about pajamas. the dog's testicles. I suppose that one's stuck. <laughs> You're the real dog's testicles, see? Well, it's the dog's. A word beginning with B, but oh, okay. You know, just that. But yeah, bees needs cats pajamas. Those are the two that stuck. We have some very interesting animal colloquial just just terminology down here in the South that I, you don't hear anywhere else but the South. That it, it is interesting. It's like a regional thing. You go around and you'll hear these sayings that that make zero sense unless you're from that area. Are Do there any? On. I I just I'm trying to think of one. One that is probably near and dear to my heart because I heard it constantly when I was uh, going to college because my instructor would say it often was, and I quote, this is useless as tits on a boar hog. Yeah, I've heard that one. And I've heard that whilst in Tennessee, a hundred percent. I've definitely heard that. And, and it is one of those that you must pause for a moment and realize, okay, boar hog, male hog, he has nipples. It's not feeding any young. It's useless. Nipples so, on a male. Yeah, and so there you go. And it's it's a that, that's a great saying. But if you say that anywhere like up north, Robert you're completely lost. Yeah, I have nipples, fucker. Can you milk me? No, you cannot. No, you cannot. I like the uh, what's that? Oh, I forgot what it was. But there's like as 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 rare as uh, was it as um, as rare as hen's teeth. That's a, quite an American phrase with an mm-hmm. animal in it. See, I know that you're white. Well, I do call uh, like a mongrel dog a Tennessee brown dog because that's what they call them in Tennessee. Oh, what, what variety of dog is it? It's, like in Britain, we'd probably say a Heinz 57. But uh, I know that they say, oh, it's a Tennessee brown dog. <laughs> we say mutt. Yeah, mutt, yeah. Just Mongrel? Just, yeah, but a Tennessee brown dog, it makes it sound like it's a real thing. Do you know what a bee's favorite sport is? Whose favorite sport? Rug. A bee's favorite sport is oh. rugby. Oh, hopefully that you give me a chance to come up with a great pun. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Rugby. Okay, how about a, a bee's favorite kind of candy? B- b- it's not a god <laughs> Snickers. I tell you that for nothing. 
Bum- bumble gum. Bumble gum. Yeah, that makes sense. This podcast is really popping, but I think we've come to the climax of the banter, and we should probably just move on because this is mad climax, furry road. Then uh, there, and here we go. Here we go. We are just. We just need to take off about 20 percent, and move along okay. onto something that perhaps I don't know it might be. Related to the title of this podcast, that would be nice because Matthew Jude, Matthew Jude, and Matthew Jude, everybody with me, Matthew Jude, Matthew Jude, nobody, nobody, okay, okay thanks. Uh, why so uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> the silence is unbearable. Yes, please, please don't, uh, don't, don't accept the guests. Um, don't badger Matthew- the witness. That's another one. With the animal puns. Go on, come on, let's, let's do it. <laughs> we are approaching 45 minutes, and so far we have learned so much about uh, various uh, Nashville people who apparently uh, afflict damage on the people's toes, uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, and and armadillos and bees, and we'd like to kind of focus on perhaps something a little more related to the topic. So Matthew, if you don't mind, yes. if you do not, I mind, don't. Okay, so your experience working in the premier uh, board game instructional video YouTube channel of, of of the world. Yeah, bizarre, right? Bizarre. Yeah, I mean, yes. It's it. This is this is this must feel like you were you have been adopted by Yoda of of board gaming, the, the grand instructor, <laughs> and he has taken you under his wing. And I just must imagine. That Rodney Smith just you know he he, ta- he rides your back and you are jumping swinging from vines and making videos and he's just whispering in your ears how to be a better watch it played member is this correct or is there is it something similar? It's almost exactly correct. It's like you were there, but yeah, you know, I just the thing is right. I didn't actually get. I didn't ask. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> I because. Uh, <laughs> Rodney just, because uh, me and Paula start at the same time, but me and Paula, Paula Deming, things get dicey, that's who she is. Uh, she, uh, we we kind of started like doing a bit of work for Chaz on Paradise Paradise. It lasted about two months because just two months into it, Chaz said, we're going to start all working for Rodney. And I thought, cool, let's do that. And in my mind, I was like, cool, that YouTube channel's like 10 times bigger than Chaz's YouTube channel, which was ten times bigger than my YouTube channel, so that was good. And uh, yeah, that's kind of that's all that happened. It's great. And then we started doing these lists. Chaz does a lot of work on. They're very they're board game adjacent. They're very silly. And I do the news. Rodney's been poaching my ideas for years, and I've been I've said that, and I'll say it to his face. And uh, yeah, that's that's good. It's fun. It's great. It's fine. It's all right. It's great. Jerry, when I Jerry, when I said. When I said get the get the premier contributor to watch it played, I meant Paula. Well, Paula does. Was, Paula was busy. Paula was very she busy, was busy and she not, doesn't know who, who we are. Matthew, but we're, we're very happy to have, have, have Matthew. Well, Matthew is as Matthew has failed upward. We are pleased to have him on the show <laughs> simply because of the fact that we have we have watched Matthew and he's been a a, a member of the various other podcasts and other things and you you have another podcast that's quite popular i think besides order of chaos and i don't know i don't listen to podcasts but uh what was that the monster show 
I've got a podcast called Death by Monsters, which is a show about monsters, mysteries, and the unknown, which I do with Paula Deming and Nick Murphy from the Brothers Murph. It's uh, nothing to do with board games, not unlike 50% of this podcast. And <laughs> it's each each week, we, I, I bring a story of something that's weird, mysterious, unknown, and I believe, and Paula and Nick do not. And that's basically the premise. I do. I have one. I have one for you for that podcast. Go tell me about it. It's pretty dark. Though. I'm in. Do you go into? Okay. You've been, have you seen inside my mind? <laughs> uh, most of uh, my knowledge of you is from the sporadically bored. Uh, what have you done? 12, 12 guest spots. I don't know. I was winning for a long time, and Dan. The last <laughs> couple of times Dan's asked me to do it, he's asked me. He's actually said, "Hey, do you want to record sporadically bored now?" I just need. I'm the best one in the world. I'd love to, but I need some more. <laughs> just just give me a just day i just need a day to work it out <laughs> and then they call richard okay so in our area jerry i don't know if you're familiar with, I, I would hope you're familiar with this <clears throat> jerry lives in antlers oklahoma mm-hmm. if you go uh due east on highway 70 you will come into valiant oklahoma or hugo then valiant <clears throat> if you continue due east on highway 70 it's a state highway you will go into millerton Millerton is just a few miles from where I grew up in Valley in Oklahoma. Millerton, Oklahoma is probably five to ten miles from where I grew up. The Wheelock Missions. This is where they used to school the Native American Choctaw uh, girls of the time, back in the 1800s. Jerry, are you familiar with what I, I'm going to say? I am very familiar with it. So the Wheelock Mission School that is in Millerton, Oklahoma. I remember growing up, growing up there, and I remember people saying it's haunted. I'm like, what? what are you talking about? It's haunted. No, it's haunted. So apparently at this Wheelock Mission in Millerton, Oklahoma, and I found this on a something something dot org. Like Sounds I legit. went there one night. <laughs> I went there. I went there at midnight. And uh, you're supposed to see this. You're supposed to see blood. You're supposed to see this and that. All types of creepy things. And when I was growing up, like you could literally still walk through. It's an old Native American school that they would force these girls to attend. I don't know. It's it's very dark, but they would force these you know young Native American girls to attend, and there was lots of abuse and things. But a, I've seen uh, pictures of the same type of thing with uh, young boys in a in being quote unquote civilized. I've seen pictures of that, and uh, I can't imagine it was a very pleasant place to be. Those type of situations, apparently so. Because at this school, like there's, uh, there was, I think the murders are real. There was a murder, and like if you go at night, you can see blood and like these apparitions walking around. But that's Wheelock Mission Schools in Millerton, Oklahoma. And like it's a thing. It, like the, my whole time going up there, it was a thing. I do not doubt for a split second that there's probably a little bit of evil in those type of places, right? I have to assume there's some bad energy been expelled on those premises there's always happens with these like reform schools and uh like places they send kids who like they don't want to send them to jail like they don't want to send them to jail uh, there's one in sacramento and they don't want to send people to jail but they don't it's like a, like a pre-juvie kind of like polytechnic kind of thing and they've got or even with or even when they have good intentions they just draw the worst type of people to work there <laughs> always what happens right yeah you can uh this was okay this was asylumprojects.org i will send this to you send it man 
I will send it to you. And so for all of those t- who who want to hear more about about monsters and such, your your death by monsters podcast. Yeah, death by monsters podcast. We've got a website. Yeah, Very nice. Ups upscale. And as as so again, we're we're learning more about the inward thoughts of of Matthew Jude. And everybody knows Matthew Jude, but nobody really knows Matthew Jude, correct? I didn't wish that on my worst enemy. Jeez. Exactly. And so, it's a dark place behind my eyes. We often try to research our guests before they come on the show. And uh, we did very little research on you, unfortunately. Uh, That's good. But that makes me the, feel more comfortable, if I'm honest. <laughs> very nice. On the last pod, I think on one of the podcasts on Sporadically Bored, you were lamenting that you are currently without a significant other. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Okay. So, uh, I think since our our you know now knowing that you, you frequent know you know, well yes you, know you frequent the south you frequent the Tennessee area it would just make sense that I mean you're coming to America we could probably hook you up are you a, are you familiar with this website called Tinder it's an app I am familiar with Tinder and I've had many a uh, day where I've thought this would be a good idea and then gone oh I just feel way worse about myself. I, I blistered thumb from swiping so furiously, and then just nothing comes back. It's a, it's a terrible situation. I also did go out with a girl from Tennessee, and it ended real bad. Okay, well let's 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 see if we can't shoot for Alabama this time. We will make you a better Tinder profile. This will help us to get to know you a little bit better here. So do it. Okay, here we go. Uh, do you have any other hobbies? Well, wait a minute. Well, the most important question: How tall are you? Six one. Oh, that's that's in your favor. Okay. Well, I'm actually a six foot and a little bit, but you say six, six one. Your hair, you six. the hair. Yeah, the hat does it. The hat pushes it a little bit. So, you do you have other hobbies besides just uh, you know making board game videos and failing upward? Uh, I'll be monsters. honest, board games have become nothing but a chore. But I was <laughs> hobbies. I like anime. All the girls like oh someone who's into anime, right? No, that's not that's not right. Uh, <sighs> fighting my inner demon? No. Enjoys <laughs> enjoys car- drinking. Enjoys cartoons. What sort of drink do you enjoy? <laughs> What'd you say? What's that? what's who? Yeah. What sort of drink do you enjoy? What drinks do I enjoy? I like tea. Uh, uh, you I like, like whiskey. Beer? And I like stouts. Uh, okay, whiskey and stouts. Okay. I don't think, and I don't know if this is right. I don't know if I can put under hobbies drinking. <laughs> I do. You can. You're a sommelier. How do you say that? I've never said it, but I'm not sure. Okay, there you go. So you enjoy sommelier. Adult beverages. That's it. It's just. I have purchased just this weekend. I went and bought a uh, half gallon of Irish whiskey called Kilbrin. I'm about halfway through it right now. Right, the second you're halfway through it, you, you start when we started recording. <laughs> I started, and thus we went to B Talk. I had to keep drinking to make it through the uh, anti climax of that. You got to kind of spice this. We're good. Profile We're up. good. Have you ever heard of Grolsch? Grolsch. Grolsch, yeah. Dutch lager. Dutch. Okay, yeah. It's a. It's a. I've never had that. It's a fancy bottle. It does. The bottles are good, and you can take the the rubber ring off the bottle and use it to keep your guitar strap on. Uh, it's a, ah, it's a very fancy plays guitar. 
Oh yeah, I do uh, music. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess we're I'll say music. your profile right now. Music. Do you enjoy hiking or walks on the beach? No, nobody does. Jerry, right there. Sand is awful. Sand, sand everywhere. Sand is awful. It's just vile stuff. I, I hate sand. I assume you can play Wonderwall. I went to university to do music. That's Absolutely. why I did it at uni. So yes, Wonderwall. Oh. Okay. I can play Wonderwall. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Under duress. Under duress. <laughs> Oasis was one of my 1990s bands of my youth. I tell I you, I went through a Wonderwall. big Oasis little like period in my life where I think Oasis, that album that Wonderwall's on. What's, is it What's the Story Morning Glory, maybe? And yes. yes that and Nirvana Glory. Unplugged, that's what taught me how to play guitar. Mm. Oh. Okay. Speaking of which, what is your... F- Do you have a favorite band, genre, or whatever of the moment growing up? Whatever. I don't care. Favorite band, genre, whatever of the moment. I don't care. Let me think. Oh, I yes. like country music, and I like punk music. Okay, punk is something I'm not too familiar with, other than when people talk about the Ramones, and I never listened to the Ramones growing up. No, I'm not. I'm not. A bit, I like the Misfits. You know the Misfits. The Misfits. I watched that TV show. No, that's very good. That's cl- close, close. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I don't know the Misfits. What is a what's your favorite punk band? My favorite. Of the punk, uh, against me would be my favorite punk band of the moment. I think they called it Against Me. Against me. Let me write that down. Write that down in my journal. Joy's music. Against me, punk man. Okay, so you're down to go to the mosh pit, I assume. Let's put that. I don't want to go, but I'll go. I'll go. Okay. So your idol. If you were to go out on a date with someone, what would be your dive bar? Dive bar. Dive bar. Okay. Dive bar. A hundred percent. A bar with a pool table, a darts board, low light. Red and black Some motif. Applebee's is out. Junk anyway. stuff everywhere. No a cheese. toilet full of graffiti. A very limited know? supply of things on offer. Uh, and uh, fried so food. You seem like... Dave and Buster's... Are you like a hipster? Would you describe yourself as a hipster? I wouldn't ever describe myself as a hipster as a matter of pride. Matter? Okay. Jerry, have you seen his beanie? He's a hipster. Beanies are a must. Enjoy beanies. That's so nice. <laughs> Enjoy beanies. <laughs> I call my wife beanie every now and then as a colloquial term. Go ahead. We need to find. Okay, so who well, we got to kind of narrow this down. What are you looking for in a potential a mate? A waitress. Waitress. Somebody with. He's uh, looking for a waitress. A tip service. Uh, have you seen the Nicolas Cage movie where he tips the waitress on a bar? His, like someone who works behind a bar who's cool and talks to all of the, everyone like. That they're interested because they want more tips, but they actually do like me. That's what okay. I want. That's the dream. Now let me describe this woman to you. So we're talking Doc Martin's summer dress, leather jacket, oh, red hair. I have you. thought about oh, this. Okay. 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 Wait. wait. Long short skirt like and a long, long jacket. <laughs> summer dress, but with a leather oh. jacket and Doc Martin's on. We're going very, summer dress is a short skirt. Just quite so. tom, quite tomboy looking. You Tom know, that's okay. We're so, looking for that nineties, nineteen nineties aesthetic, right? So, what, if you had a, if you had a, is there an actress or an act, an actress that you could that would match? Mary Stuart Masterson from the movie. Um, let's see, what's that movie? Liv Tyler from that from uh, from Empire Records. Yes, but I'm Liv thinking, Tyler. Well, Liv Tyler from Stealing Beauty. Am I right? I'm thinking of. Uh, 
if an actress on an actor and actress are, uh, that I think would uh, would fit the 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 role that I think's a bit nice, I would have said Emma Stone, but she makes me sad when I look at her because I know it's never going to be real. But I guess Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Okay, so is we're that looking. a name? Yes. Our, uh, yes. Yes. I like uh, Pam from The she's... Office quite a lot. Is that weird? That's a sidestep. Okay. No, she's a very nice. Wait, 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 wait. English or British? Office? Amy Adams. Ooh, Amy Adams. Yeah, so you like okay, so red hair. It's a you know red or like strawberry brown that kind of color. I mean strawberry fields. I don't really have a type. I went out with a girl with black hair, a girl with ginger hair, a girl with blonde hair, and a Japanese girl. So I don't think I've got a type. And I'm not. I'm not. I like cute. We're just saying, and none of these worked out. So we're just they I'm, did not okay so we're not i'm not being saying that judgmental i'm just saying we're just are we are we we're just know, matter of fact matter of fact matter of fact and we're it, trying to we're trying to rectify this we're seeing that these this is not necessarily working out for you so we got to find we got to we got to kind of maybe narrow our our search a little bit more here so all the single ladies listening to this podcast all the single ladies i mean email let's, us at boardgamestomp to gmail <laughs> may forward your information your profile Matthew Jude at hotstuff.com. Send a picture of your of your board game sh- shelf, and we'll decide if you <laughs> should be acceptable for Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Matthew we'll Jude. Forward it to. I don't Matthew need you Jude. to like the same things as me. I just need you to be as desperate as I am. That's why. Okay. I mean. Matthew Jude at iamdesperate.com. That's it. Okay. You've, you've been you've visited before. The loneliness is a black hole. That's true. Gotcha. <laughs> Okay, or you could send your send your uh, your application, your CV, your resume to Matthew Jude at endophallus dot com. That's it. Is that what they call it in uh, on Tinder? Is your resume? What is? What do they call that? That's like calling. That's like that's like calling you a sandwich artist, right? (laughs) Yes, yes. I am a certified sandwich artist at Subway. See. Uh, okay. So along these lines, Matthew, you you ha- okay? I'm going to uh, let me let me bear my soul to you. Please do. I feel very vulnerable right now. I'm ready for love? <laughs> you, your <laughs> your you would appear to me as someone that has it all. You have very nice looks. You have great hair. You have charm. You have wit. You have a British accent. You live. In England, you know, the land of Rain. kings and queens and royalty. Uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I would like to be Matthew Jude. No, you wouldn't. Tell me. I don't, but, I don't want any of those things you've just described. You can have them. Okay, but so the question is then, this is the question to you. Go for it. Do you consider yourself happy with all that you have? Your maniacal cackle has me concerned. And we broke him. <laughs> He's broken. <laughs> I wasn't. Pre- <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. No. <laughs> the short answer is no. Short answer is no. Long answer, no. With a laugh. <laughs> really. See that's so. See so that's what I'm saying. So it's like the grass is always greener. Like from my perspective, I live in 
Northeast Texas. There's nothing around me. There's no, like, uh, my job uh, is laborious. I'm a truck. We haven't discussed this, Jerry, but I'm a truck driver again. Uh, Paragons have changed. Uh, We have changed yet again. Um, I'm a truck driver. I would love to play games for a living. Uh, YouTube podcast is that what you consider that you do for a living man? yeah I, I i had to have this discussion recently because i was thinking about my taxes i was like what do i write i th- I'm, I'm gonna have to swallow my pride and write content creator and i <laughs> it's gonna feel real dirty <laughs> okay but so are, are you happy with that no no what, no really what do you want? What do See, you see? The seek? thing is, the thing is that I'm not, I don't like is I don't want to sound ungrateful, of course, because obviously a lot of people in the world have got it worse than I have, and I appreciate that. But I have to do about sixty different things to make just to try and survive. I would like to do one thing that supported me, one thing that was successful, right? I think I do about twenty things that are mediocre as far as success goes. I'd like to be able to do one thing that I loved. That's what I'd really like to do. If I'm honest, like like to be like real like honest about it that's what i'd really like one thing that's i'm successful at that pays my money that means i don't have to do like i work seven days a week and i do 12 hours a day guaranteed and i don't want to do that it's not fun it's awful <laughs> if i'm on it you know you have to be honest about it that's how that's how i feel yeah you know i'd like well, to do I, one I thing that i can do five days a week for 10 hours a day that would be that would feel more like way more success. But I see, you know, it kind of comes from different people. I can, t- I can totally understand that from different perspectives and like the grass is always being on the other side. You know, how people would think that, oh, that's cool, you do this and this, this, but I, there's so much stress in what I do because if I lose any one thing, I'm go under, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're doing this podcast unpaid. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have a, what's, what happened to my appearance fee? I had, my lawyer contacted your lawyer, Jeff, was it? I'll send you a box of zeros. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just one. I don't want to die. Bit- oh, well, I might as well go. Well, this is the thing. So, like, okay, so now that you're getting into this. So, Jerry, uh, me and Jerry talk on a relatively uh, frequent basis. Uh, Jerry is a, uh, what are you? You're a nurse, a.k.a. regional manager of a nursing district, blah, 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 blah. He's 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 relatively up there. He's miserable. He's miserable. Oh, he hates his well, job. No, I wouldn't say that. I I work quite That's a lot. Not what you said. You work a lot, and you're always dealing with people, customers. You're frustrated. Correct. Okay. But but it's but, I, I, but in relative terms, I mean, it is a good job, and it okay. is a lot of. I mean, yeah, I I I enjoy the job. It's just there is a lot of stress tacked on with said job. But oftentimes we discuss, as me and Jerry are partners uh, of this podcast, we're like, man, it would be awesome if we could do this podcast for a living. Like, this was our living. But we don't do anything else. We don't YouTube. We don't. We, uh, we try to tweet and Instagram hey, every I cannot, now and then. I can't. Whenever I give myself <laughs> one of the things I'm like at the start of the year, I go, all right, I'm going to tweet more or do that. And after about six days, I just think I hate this. I can't online. Oh, I hate it. Social media. I, I'm there to browse. I'm not there to contribute. <laughs> you know, that's how I. Anyway, go on. It, yeah, it's awful. It's awful. I mean, I have I browse Twitter pretty frequently, and then I discover it's a horrendous place, and people just fight and I tear just, each other apart. The key to, t- to Tinder. <laughs> the key. To, I don't know the key to Tinder. The key to Twitter. <laughs> oh, the key Tinder. to Twitter is to browse until you feel bad, then stop browsing. You just find something to be angry about, 
then you stop browsing and you've done Twitter for that half an hour. Then you wait half an hour, you do it again. <laughs> I concur. Twitter is a, Twitter is a terrible place, but I mean, if you can find uh, every now and then you find a a fellow minded person, you're like, hey, let's be buds. But then the rest of Twitter is awful. It's absolutely yeah, awful. The key to Tinder is the endophallus. The key to Twitter. <laughs> the key to Twitter is. You you have to realize that this is just a snapshot. People are just spitballing 147 character ideas, and a lot of times it's often negative, and nobody wants to have a conversation. It's just hot takes of things. And yeah, I'm I'm not a big user of Twitter either. But uh, either way, with everything, if there was one thing that you could do, like what do you want to do? Like say that 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 one solid thing. If you could do one thing. Besides board gaming, what would it be? If I could do anything, I could choose what it was. It's mm-hmm. I had well, if I could do anything, I would like to. I think the ideal job is doing documentaries on on, on, on traveling. That would be like that would be the thing I'd want to do the most, like a travel show. <laughs> that would mm-hmm. be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think if I could, Rick Steves, you know, that's that's what I'd want to do if I could do anything. And I was thinking about starting a YouTube channel, doing that kind of stuff, and then uh, the world kind of shut down all of a sudden. <laughs> it was bizarre. And uh, I, yeah, but that, that's what would be my ideal, ideal thing. On Netflix, there's a uh, there's a fellow. He he's like the creator slash writer of Everybody Loves Raymond, Rick Phil Rosenthal. Yeah. Somebody feed Phil. It's on Netflix. He's an absolute delight. He has a positive attitude. You watch his show. He's just happy. Somebody feed Phil on Netflix. He travels the world eating food. I that bet he's be quite happy. How much is he worth? Do you reckon net worth? I mean, oh, about three hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> what is it? Money doesn't buy happiness, but it buys the type of misery I love. That's the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I would look at. I was like, you know, it's easy to be happy. You know, people say money can't buy you happiness. Those are those are rich people that say that. Poor people are like, no, no, it could really help. It me could out a really lot. help with the stress levels, though, right? Sure. <laughs> the thing is, it's right. Is like, honestly, if I could do anything as well, I would love to. This sounds so ungrateful, and I don't mean this to be ungrateful and stuff. But I, it would be lovely to have board games as a hobby again, rather than work. I mean, I do see board games as work now, rather than a thing I do for fun a lot of the time. You know? Do you ever get that? Well, no, we don't get that because we're not. This is one thing that I am very thankful for. And although I think I would, I think we would take the opportunity to. Uh, yeah, if, and rightly if, so, of course. Yeah. yeah, but obviously this podcast is not professional enough and it's not. I, this podcast is an escape. This is just an enhancement to the hobby and it's something that we really enjoy doing. And when you take something mm-hmm. that is enjoyable and it becomes your quote unquote job or project, it does change. And I mean, it is a, it is, you view it differently. You treat it differently. You have something that you expect from it. And this podcast, I mean, the only thing that we really expect from it is that we're going to get on and we're going to have a good time. We don't, we don't particularly worry about how many people are listening or what's taking place. It's just, we do it for fun. And that, of course, Gabby always wants more listeners, but Gabby also doesn't want the stress that would come, come along with having to do, uh, all that it, all it, people don't realize what it takes to be a content creator it's not just set up a camera and smile and say what pops into your head for quality actual quality uh content i can't imagine how much time 
that I'll, I'll say you, but even Rodney Smith, how much time did y'all spend on doing a, an instructional video? Like I, that oh, people yeah, just like Rodney, but, those videos take like a week to make. Well, I see what goes into... You ever see those things? It's like behind-the-scene photographs of people taking photographs for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you see the, someone taking a photograph of the person making the, the Instagram post. And it's taken them all day to set that up for one Instagram post. And that, I mean, that's going to get a, millions of impressions and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Just, I think it's true. It, and I think Watch It Played is a good example of that because... It was simply a, I'm going to show people how to visually explain to them how to play a board game. And then slowly, Rodney took it a step further. And there's a lot that you can see the quality of the show and how he's kind of branched that out. When I see that, I, I don't, I, I recognize the work that's behind that. And I just cringe and think, thank God there's somebody out there that's willing to do that. And that person's not me. Yeah, well, as well, is that I, because uh, I do This Game is Broken, which is a board game panel show podcast. And some people will, some people have said to me in the past, like, oh, is that, that's, you, you edit that show? And I say, yeah, it takes like eight hours to edit an episode of This Game is Broken. And people will say, oh, I didn't think there was any editing that goes into it. And I have to explain to them, that's the point. <laughs> it took eight hours for it to sound like it's natural. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it takes all day just to edit one episode. Because, I mean, it's, you know how it is. You're recording five people recording a Zoom call. And the way we do it is, hey, if you started a sentence, finish your sentence, even if you're talking over someone else, because I will organize that in the edit. Because, you know, it's just timing is difficult because there's so many people talking on a Zoom call. And I always use the example of the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> Do you remember that? I bet you look good on the dance floor song. Uh-huh. It was like, oh, that sounds like it was just recorded. They just did it once in a recording room. It's like, no, they spent... It takes so much extra work to make something sound natural. Like Dolly Parton, it takes a lot of money to... Was it? It takes a lot of money to look this cheap. It's the same kind of concept. <laughs> and Dolly doesn't look anything but natural. Working uh, There you go. There you go. But, I love Dolly Parton so much. I really do. <laughs> have you ever been to Dolly World? I've not. I've not been to Dollywood. I've not been... I've been to Gatlinburg, which is just down the road from where Dollywood is. But I've not actually been. But it is definitely somewhere I would like to go. Uh, Dolly Parton is my... This is a name drop. It's my friend's godmother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's really? A, it's, a, it's a weird thing. But I was like, so is this mean I could meet Dolly Parton? And the answer is no, that does not mean I can meet Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, this is a self-serving question. Did you, did you ever listen to us? Did you check us out when we said, hey, come on the podcast? I have listened to you uh, a few times ages ago that's all it takes dan said you need to listen to board game snob because they're his favorite that you're dan's favorite board game podcast <laughs> oh go on <laughs> stop no don't carry on but the thing is as well this is my excuse is that that's the right. more content you create the less you consume mm-hmm. i find because you just don't have time to consume it or you feel guilty that you're listening to something else help. where you should be working on something that you're doing right i feel like i kind of think mm-hmm. so yeah I, I do like your I do like your accents a lot, and that is something that really <laughs> draw me in. There's nothing sexier than a southern accent. Well, thank you. All right, all right, <laughs> all, right, all, right all right, all right. Come on down to Texas. Have you, have you ever um, been to the Bayou? Yes, yes. 
It is. Does it that? Is. No. It sounds terrifying. Every aspect of it. Uh, I, yes. Uh, I, well, <laughs> I was I was there at a terrifying time. I was there just after Katrina. Uh, oh, for during that that time period, and it was a. I had never been to Louisiana. I mean, my father knew people in Louisiana, and he said they are a different. They're a different sort. They have been there forever. They they some of it is literally a swamp. Everything is wants to kill you. There's mosquitoes the size of of bats, and it it yeah it, yeah it's just a, it's it is a fascinating place. It's just uh, if you go to kill someone, right? That's the place to do it. That's the place to do it. Like Louisiana is is the dumping back dumping grounds. The gators will eat you. Uh, what are you gonna do? Dread you can't. That's it. You're gone. Whenever and I used to go to when I used to go to America, my mom would, my mom has said this to me many times. She'd always, I would, like just for my trip, she'd say, "Don't go to the bayou." And I'm like, "It's not just because you've seen True Detective once does not mean I'm going to the bayou." <laughs> CSI Miami was somewhat similar with their swamps. So many a many a fan boat ride and dead bodies found in the swamps. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the worst way like, to find a dead body in a swamp is in a fan boat because he's going round and round. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speed bumps. Yeah, <laughs> Just going everywhere. <laughs> like a Mortal Kombat finisher. Jeez. Hey, a Mortal Kombat movie coming out. Rated R. Going to come out with a full blood. Uh, yeah. John Claude's not in it. John Claude's not in the commercial. In it, so I'm disappointed. It, that was Street Fighter. Oh. Come on, Jerry. You mean Yoshimitsu's not in it? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I, King? All I know is that Scorpion says, get over here in the trailer. Get over here. There's no way in a million years it's going to be good, but I definitely it's going to be worth a watch, right? It's one of them. <laughs> oh, you got you, you got to watch it. If you grew up in the 1990s, like you got to watch Hunter, it. Monster Hunter, the movie. Fatality. Was it Monster Hunter they just did? Was that was it, was it called Monster Hunter? Oh, sp- surprisingly, not the worst Apparently movie not, ever. But wasn't it like half funded by the U.S. military? <laughs> Come join the, <laughs> join us, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. There's there's monster kaiju's. It'll be showing. fine. <laughs> kaiju's, uh, you said. So Matthew, we we had uh we had asked you. Uh, I don't know. You may have missed this episode since you're you're busy creating content of your own. Um. Did you perhaps, perchance, uh, create your Bubba yeah, Top 5? You're crazy. I did it. Okay. 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 Uh, so those that are listeners of the show, remember that the Bubba Top 5 was quite insane. Uh, Bubba, we asked him to create his... I, I said, would you please do your Top 5 board games? And I didn't... I. I just assumed he had done lists. You just in assumed the past. that that was a simple question to yeah. answer. Yeah, and not. he can he can build bridges. He can literally engineer roads, and 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 keeps Texas moving. But to make a list of five games that he prefers above the others <laughs> was a challenge. And he ended up including games for which some he couldn't even remember the name of, and some literally have not been created. They have not been. He's never played them. And so it was just a very interesting uh, list, and it's it is forever known as the Bubba Top Five. So this is a Bubba list. He's literally an engineer, like, and also before he became an engineer, one of the smartest people I know. He he is on the podcast rather sporadically. Um, he's very entertaining. Uh, whenever we go uh, approach subjects of a sensitive nature, we bring on Bubba because he knows how to say words. We do not. 
but he come on with his Bubba Top Five, and I, I, I uh, Dan had messaged us and said that was probably one of his favorite episodes, the Bubba Top Five. I said, yeah, it was basically an order from chaos because like that's Bubba's mind. Yeah. <laughs> So his number five uh, was like the most recent game he played. His number four was like something he was looking forward to. Then he described like box art as his number three. So Matthew, uh, you're a number five of Bubba Top Five. Uh, is it the last game you played? So I've got the last game I played, which is Burgle Bro. Mm. Oh, okay. Never played that game until recently. And I thought, huh, this is fun. I like it. I want to get Burger Bros 2, because apparently it's streamlined. I really enjoyed it. Played with Paula. It was good. I've never played it. Bubba owns Bubba has it. Burger I've Bros. It. Uh, we were at BGG. He bought it and literally had the designer present sign the box. And we powers, Yes. Yeah. And we spoke to him, and Bubba was very excited about it. And then he took it home, and that was about, what, four years ago? And every time... 2015 it came okay, out. Okay, so yeah, yeah, every time we have spoken to him about, we need to play this game, he, he either can't find it or he says, I'll bring it over. And it's fascinating that it wasn't even on his list. I'm not sure he's played it, but yeah, okay. So, so <laughs> Burgle Bros, number five. Okay, number four, I believe, I, I don't know what you have, but I said is a game you like, but only described by box cover right, art. so what we got, hold on, give me a second. Because here's the thing, I've put the whole game in the expansion box, so I'm going to describe the expansion box art. So give me two seconds. I forgot to grab it. I'm grabbing it. It's okay. Mm. I'm not grabbing it, obviously. Obviously I'm not. I'm glad our cameras are off. Because. <laughs> Don't be grabbing boxes. All right. Actually, I think the rules have got the. Oh, no, I'm not opening that. That's uh, the whole thing. He said expansion, so I'm going to go with root. So. On the expansion, you've got a man. There's two pigs. The man is holding a cow. Cow looks pretty good looking cow. Walking past some, like a farmer's market. There's a guy with a horse. And in the back, there's lots of fields. And it looks like a, a village fate going on. What is it? What game am I talking okay, about? So my, my, my immediate thoughts go towards something like Agricola. There's a long Greek name on the front of the box. Oh, it's one of those UA Rosenberg games that I can't possibly. Hallert, Hallert, Hall? I'll let you just uh, uh, stew on that for a Greek second. Greek name? What's a Greek name? Or uh, not? Oh. Odysseus. A long Greek name. There's uh, Farmers the, on the front. logos for Stronghold Games and Artipia Games on the front. Artipia sounds like a stronghold in the northern hemisphere <laughs> of Ragnarok. It's a sequel of sorts to a very similar game set in space oh uh terra mystica no no okay. it's uh do you want, do you want me to put you out your vision artipia okay yeah artipia okay, no we like to guess things we like to guess things let's see i'm getting terrifying mars and it's an expansion games this is the expansion, expansion. it all went in the it, it technically all fits in the That's expansion it. box it doesn't but I already I destroyed the <laughs> the real box before I oh this committed. This is that farming game that I've never gotten to play. Uh, it's like uh, Fields, Fields of, of Green, Gr uh, Fields of Green Acre, Green? Fields, Fields, ding, ding, Fields ding, of Green. Ding, ding. Yes, yeah. Fields of Green, all in the Grand Fair expansion box. It's amazing. Ah, it's one of the best really? games ever. I love it so much. I have. Uh, what's the other one? What's the other version? Amongst of that? the stars. 
Okay, we played amongst the stars, and we didn't. We didn't, we didn't like. Tell you, Fields of Green's great. You need to just put your bias. Is Fields of Green better than amongst it's the great. stars? It's great. Yeah, it's good. You kind of like you've got water. There's a you start off with water and a silo, and then things have to be adjacent to, and it's all about cars, but it's like tile placement essentially. So you need fields to be adjacent to water, and you need. You know, everything needs like oh the ducks need to be next to if the so everything all the different tiles score for different things right so if the ducks are near this and this and they're going to get points and if this is near that it's fair and it gets points but it's great I absolutely love it I love huh. it so much it's so great I have to check that one out I have been playing speaking of farming games I have had on my table now for two weeks Fields of Arl oh yeah you've been soloing it I've been soloing it. To no avail. I have my highest score was one hundred, and it was a false score. I think I saw I a tweet. Did you tweet about this? Yeah, I yeah, did. about you I not did. doing so as great as you thought. Like, was the nah, the like the goal? 70. I think you got a score like seventy something, I think, or, and the goal was yeah. yeah the, the goal is one hundred and ten, I believe. Jeez, crazy. And I've been at seventy plus. Uh, my last game, I was like, oh yeah, I hit a hundred. But this is a thing. In Fields of Arl, you have three types of animals. Uh, your least amount is your most counted animal. So the least, like, so let's say you have three horses, two cows, one pig. Your one pig is worth the most points. Yeah, yeah. It's worth two points. So my one pig would be worth two points. The second most is one point apiece. So let's say I had two horses. What would be, okay, so the pig is worth two. I had two horses, so that was two, three, four. And then the most of whatever you have is zero points. Well, I only had two animals. I'll say. And I yeah. mis I miscalculated and I gave them both points. And really the one with the most would have been zero. You scored first blah, and blah, second blah. rather than second and third, as it exactly. were. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I hit a hundred. And no, it was all false. Do you know what? It's, I, it's, I, don't, I never have that much luck with the Uwe Rosenberg games. I really love At the Gates of Loyang. I think that's a brilliant yes. game. And I really like Feast for Odin. But I'm not the Agricolas and Cavernas and Glass Roads in the world. I'm not. In, I've not loved as much as I've desperately wanted to love them. But I've Halatau looks really cool. I do like the look of that one. But you know, Fields of Arl is the one that people say is because I say oh, I didn't enjoy Glass Road. Fields of Arl is meant to be very good. I would be interested in trying it. Jerry, I thought you would chime in on Gates of Loyang. I love Gates of Loyang. Gates of Loyang is amazing. <laughs> And recently have started playing uh, the family edition of Agricola uh, with a f- oh yeah because with my family because I I I have a family I've reproduced um, <laughs> and you know I'm not with your endo yes I'm not trying to I'm not throwing that out there there was an audible pop I'm just saying and now Jerry has a family. I have been someone else saw me as a worthy mate and that's that's a thing that we did and it it worked out. I'm just saying. Must be nice. Must be nice. But you, <laughs> you too, you too could have the same success if only uh, your top five uh, is better than mine. Let's see. Number three. What is your number three? I was given a favorite movie as number three. Yes. And I chose yes, the I movie Sideways. Interesting. Merlot. I hate yeah, Merlot. Yeah, that's the one. Sideways. It's the, my favorite film. It's about a depressed man who wants more from his life, uh, who is surrounded by people who are more fulfilled than he is. Autobiographical, Matthew? I, I'll be honest with you. It did hit home pretty hard. But it's as great. The kids it's say it hit, as the kids say, it hit a little different. 
I, do they say that? That's what they say. Oh, I ha- my my goddaughter, my goddaughter is twenty four years old, and uh, she's on the TikToks and the uh, the uh, the Snapchats, and she's always saying words. And she says, "Did she say vibe a lot? Did she say, yeah, 'Yeah, I'm just vibing.' I'm no, just vibing. vibing. They've been saying that. No. The kids have been saying that. This slaps. That's huh. what I say. This slaps. slaps. I like she that. She says that's, it slaps. That's my favorite. This song's a banger." They'd be saying. She doesn't like it when I say it slaps, though, because she says old people shouldn't say that. It's like when you don't want your parents to say cool, right? <laughs> How old are you, Matthew? Need that for the Tinder. Need I'm that for a... the Tinder. Oh, oh that, 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 there are the different phone. answers if it's for the Tinder. Okay. <laughs> I am I'm going to say you're... Just like oh, Jesus. I was going to say 32. <laughs> just okay. like Jesus. The Messiah of Watch It Played. We got you. Matthew G, the Messiah of board gaming. Also, but Sideways is an amazing Virgin. film. Just to- I have okay. I, I will be honest with you, as I I like to be honest with our guests. I have never seen it. Oh, it's so good! But you you got a quote, and you you were convincing to to me, and I appreciate that. I've I I, I said that quote because I thought you might say, "Oh yeah, he's seen it. He's with me." But no, I I only know that because I've seen bits and pieces of it. I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of podcasts. <laughs> well, I bet you do, right? And that makes sense. I'm a truck driver. Yeah, I'm a truck driver, so I listen to lots of podcasts, and I know that uh, Paul Giamatti says. Some, he he hates Merlots for whatever reason. I don't know. I haven't seen Paul Giamatti is amazing and one of the yeah, he's best amazing. actors of this generation. He's not even this generation. 100%. He's just it. It's just Paul Giamatti. Even in poor films, so that awful M. Night Shyamalan film that he starred in, even he was good in that. Like, if you can be in a Lady in the yes, Lake or the, something? A Lady Underwater or something Lady like that. I can't remember what it was called, but whatever it was, he, even in that. You could give him poor material, and he is still mesmerizing. Who's your favorite actor, Matthew? Jeez, my favorite actor. I kind of—I'll be honest—I kind of resent them all. But I think I do. I think I have an answer for this, but I can't. I don't. It's not coming to like. It's not. I can't think of what the answer is. If you, I do have an answer for this. I would normally give. I think Robin Williams is one of the greatest actors of of all time. I think mm-hmm. him in a serious role is is difficult to beat. Always found interesting that some of these great comedians, stand-up comics, they're like some of the best dramatic actors there are. Because they've they actually maybe have, maybe have experienced real life once or twice. <laughs> I feel like right. Yeah, it seems that way. real life and cocaine. Um, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this. There's a. I have stumbled upon this podcast. By Theo Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. He was from yeah, he's from Real World or something. And I stumbled upon it through TikTok. I watch his TikToks. And he's like, My favorite weed is cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it, they always have his TikToks on, and he's freaking hilarious. Uh I have not actually listened to a full podcast of his though, so he might be. He's terrible. got some very interesting um, stories about when he was growing up. He, he I think he, I from my understanding he, he came from like dirt poor, right? So yeah. he's got some interesting uh, stories. Yeah, he sounds southern, so I'm sure he's from our region somewhere. He was poor. Two two wife beaters in the winter. We didn't have no coats. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's uh, it. I absolutely <laughs> Theo Vaughn is uh yeah, he he's a he's a he's an incredible story storyteller. Like he is Okay, I found him on he, TikTok. TikTok. He people. rivals Bill Burr in a lot of ways in, in in telling you a plain story but putting such a spin on it. Yeah, it's yeah, he's awesome. 
Number two. Uh, my favorite Nobody cares. Movie. Well, Nobody cares on. about Russell Crowe. Jerry, Jerry, what's your favorite movie? Oh, favorite movie? Oh, Gladiator. Gladiator is good, though. I'll say it. I don't care what people think. It's a great film. Mine are- Wait, what did you say, Matthew? Gladiator is a good film. Um, I'll, Gladiator. I'll die. I'll, I'll, I'll die. Yes, Neil. thank you. That is my number one movie of all time. Thank you very it's much. It's my mom's favorite. Russell Crowe. She likes Russell Crowe's knees. My <laughs> mother was loved knees. Russell Crowe. <laughs> He's the, well, the thing the with Gladiator knees. that's so cool is they made most of it up on the spot while they were filming because they didn't even go into production with the full script. That's amazing, Ridley Scott, baby. I, I okay. I, I I always I always say this. Uh, Andy, 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 Andy. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Uh, it's pars- possibly uh, nostalgia, but uh, Gladiator is my number one movie. It it puts a lump in my throat every time he dies at it's the amazing. end. Amazing. And the music, um, and then uh, yeah, the music swells, and then Russell Crowe is my mother's favorite actor for. A short while there, L.A. Confidential. She yeah, my mom always that. tells me to watch L.A. Confidential. <laughs> she's always yeah, saying, you should watch L.A. Great. Confidential. Great I'm a big fan of a lot of... Uh, I like a lot of war films. I'm a big fan of war films, though. Like uh, Bridge Over the River Kwai and stuff like that. I'm a big war film fan. Jerry, Jerry, what's your go-to war film that's like, I have never seen, but you always tell me to watch? Oh, well, this is... this is, And I was just... Again, my YouTube... Uh, suggestions is always this a scene of this will always pop up but it's actually a uh, Michael Caine's first movie and it's a it's a old war film about British colonialism and it's one of the Zulu Zulu yeah Zulu is an amazing film uh, for all of course it's it's they they do the story a little bit different but yeah an amazing film does it hit a little different it does it's all kinds of ways (laughs) Okay, so we've conquered our number three favorite movie. Number two is a game you'd like to see turned into a movie. Now, hear me out. I know it's been done before, but I feel like we could... I, I just think I like animals a lot. I would, I would watch Zularetto the movie, but not a comedy. And ju- I don't know what it would be. Just Zularetto the movie where they're built... I know it's been done. I know it's been done, but it doesn't mean it can't be done better. Okay, quick, quick question. Matthew, quick question. Yeah. Why do the British not say tease? What? <laughs> <laughs> You're saying Zularetto, right? Zularetto. Because <laughs> the they drink it. You're they not drink saying it. the tea. They drank it. They drank all the teas. <laughs> you know, I, there's a uh, who's, there's a famous British comedian. He makes fun of the way Americans say herbs, but then he says we say herbs because there is a effing H yeah. in it. Uh, you say leisure, we say leisure. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Izzard. Eddie, Eddie Izzard. Izzard. Yeah, he's amazing. Oh, so no, sorry, you say she's Z- amazing. I should say you say Zula Reto. Zula Reto. A T is only Zula. necessary if it's at the start of a word, <laughs> and even then it can be a. F- you could just leave it out. Yes, like Lieutenant or Matthew. 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 M A F U. That's interesting. Zularetto. Zularetto. I'm just saying, right? You've got a bunch of animals all hanging out, doing their thing. It's essentially a documentary. I'd watch it. I'd say documentary. That that one stays. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, That's what I, I appreciate just, about it you. Be good. I don't know, but not a comedy is what I mean. I want it depressing as. That can get. I want to watch Born Free. Essentially, is what I want to watch. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Jerry, have you played Zula? The, no, I haven't. That's the uh, Animal 
set collection game. Yeah. No, I've, 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 like Colorado, Colorado. Like that's, that's, that's north of us in Colorado. Um, that's the name of my son. My future son is going to be Colorado Moraga. (laughs) Zunarato really actually, I took me by surprise (laughs) that game. It's such a classic. It's so good. I really, really like that game. So, uh, yeah, I'd watch the movie. All right, let's go to your number one. So you gave me number one can be literally whatever you want. I'll be honest, because there were no margins or rules, it was hardest one to think of. But I'll tell you one thing. I haven't played a video game since Final Fantasy VII. And I, I've started streaming a bit on Twitch because that's what they say you should do. I've been playing Stardew Valley on Twitch. It's at the start. It's the second team that I can't say, so it's Twitch. No, it doesn't work at all. But Stardew Valley has absolutely blown my mind, and I absolutely love it. I'm a bit obsessed with it. Have you really? played Stardew Valley, the I, video game? I, I, I began it. I, I, I realized it's a big hubbub about the board game coming out with it. That's true. I, I have no interest in the board game. The, the game is fine. Like I, I understand because it reminds me of the old video game that was out. What was it called? Um, oh, there was a farming game that has been out uh, for years at a time. That was very, Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. I That's played it. a lot of Harvest Moon back in the day, and it was wonderful because it, it was, it was, it was. It's a new young song. Yeah, it was. Oh, Miss Harvest. It's just other games that I liked when I was much younger. I liked uh, other than Worms. Uh, I liked a game. It was before Warcraft became World of Warcraft, and it was just Warcraft Two. And it's the same kind of thing, really. When you think about it, you just get stuff to build stuff to get better stuff to build stuff to get better stuff. Then you can build stuff. That's all you're doing, and that's all you really do in Stardew Valley. Nothing really happens. You just get stuff to get better stuff. And I like it. And the music's very calm. It kind of helps me with my stress level. Well, it's good. If you want something that is slightly more macabre, same art design, basically a ripoff of Stardew Valley. But in, my, in my opinion, just it took me by surprise. I, like I said, I didn't. I don't particularly care for Stardew Valley, but this one just popped up, and I had to play it. It's it's uh called. Let me make it up here. Make sure. Uh, make sure I'm looking at it right. It's called Graveyard Keeper. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. To- I'm in already. You, I'm in. You Go are on. a graveyard <laughs> keeper back in like the Stardew Valley type era, like that. That not medieval, but basically that. And you keep a graveyard, and every day a a talking donkey pulls a cart up to your home and drops off a body, for which you are now tasked with burying said body, decorating the grave. Of course, you can take the body to the morgue and remove organs to be sold on the black market. Um, you can also then have a side business where you're making various wines and and foodstuffs uh, attached to the to your home, and you can kind of have a side hustle. And also, you know, you you just you keep the graveyard and you interact with the various people around this small town. It's a very condensed version and very f- more focused uh, version of Stardew Valley, but uh, it is hilarious. And I cannot if you if you like Stardew Valley and you want something that's just a little more dark, uh, but at the same time that same mechanics, I can't recommend it enough. Graveyard Keeper, I'm on it. I'm in. That's just sound up my straight. 
one of my favorite ASMR artists on YouTube, Massage ASMR. He doesn't make videos anymore, apparently. He's from Australia. Not what you think they are. Road <laughs> cleansing packets. I've Wait, listened I to some massage that. ASMR. Austra- Demetrius, Australian. That's Dimitri, it. yes. <laughs> Mate. He doesn't make videos anymore. He doesn't. Why not? Make more videos. I don't know. He's my favorite with his crinkle shirt as Dimitri. Demetrius. I, 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 I have listened to you on Sporadically Board, and you mentioned ASMR, and I was like, my soulmate. That's, That's my soulmate right there. I thought like, that too. I was like. Jerry doesn't get ASMR. He doesn't get that tingle in his brain. The first time I, I do meth, go ahead. I do meth basically <laughs> Adderall, and that's how I get my tingle. So I don't, I don't need, so, I don't, um, I don't need some Australian whispering in my ear. It's I don't get company. the tingle. I don't really get the tingle. Really? I never. Oh, I don't. Okay. I think I've experienced that once in my whole life, but I do find it very calming. I like it. It is very calming. Uh, uh, I, I like. Okay, I'm gonna go my my top three is massage ASMR. Uh, gentle whispering with Marie. Yeah, I'm Noah Well. And ephemeral rift. Oh, ephemeral rift is ace. <laughs> <laughs> He's cool, isn't he? I like ephemeral rift a lot. Yeah. Oh, I can. Those are my. Those are my top three. Uh, and you know, massage ASMR. Like he. He's been gone for months and months and months, and then he like made one video, and now he's been gone months and months again. But uh, to me, he's one of my top favorites. But he just—I don't know what's going on. And I try to look in the comments, or like, no, he's just—he's just missing. Uh, and, uh, and of course, there's always people like R.I.P. It's like, no, he's not dead. <laughs> he just is doing something else with his life. Obviously, got a real job. I tell you what, there's a. Let's talk about Asnager for a second. I, because uh, <laughs> why not? I. Uh, there's, I have to be careful what ASMR artists I listen to, and it's for a very pathetic reason, is that I can't listen to someone I am too attracted to because it makes me feel sad because <laughs> it's a bit too <laughs> real. There's one girl, she's called Goodnight Moon ASMR, and oh, okay. she, I think her name's Erin, and she is, too, she is incredibly attractive to me. And, yeah, I can't listen to it. It just makes me sad. But there's a guy called there's this guy called Kevin ASMR, which is the most standard no. name ever. And I tell you, he's got a southern accent. I've been enjoying him a lot. He's good. Getting him doing th- stuff in my ears. I'm liking it. Popping off wow. in my ears. That you know, I, I've I've kept track. Uh, ASMR darling was like the number one. Yeah, like she surpassed Jen, uh, Marie, and then uh, GB was behind her. But now GB ASMR, she's like the number one. She's, she's number like one. At yeah. Three million. GB. There's a Scottish ace, GB. There's a Scottish ASMR artist called uh, Shortbread. She's good. I like her. It's very Scottish. GB okay. Shortbread, Ephemeral Riff. These all sound like stripper names. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I've never listened to ASMR. I don't. I have checked. There's, None there's, of them have got any, if I'm honest. Uh, there's yeah. no cinnamon ASMR. All right. Well, Matthew, this has been an absolute delight. Thank you. And Thank uh, you so much. I, I hope I hope it's been a delight for you as well. Like you know, I was very uh, starstruck in having you on the podcast, and I hope you have been you know having a good time. I received the best emails I've ever received as part of this whole podcast experience. <laughs> well good i'm glad there were stories within their own right they were fantastic and i've enjoyed it yeah i've loved it thank you for having me on i really appreciate it 
Uh, and of course, as you know, uh, we we tend to rotate in the same circles. Uh, we're you know uh, we like to consider ourselves good friends of Dan, but now that he's core quest fame, he may not ever talk to us again. Right. He does. Uh, Mike Delicious Toes of uh, Dice Tower. He's he's also on a different pedestal. So you know we're we're still dragging around here at the bottom, but you know we try to reach for the top, and that's where we come in contact with you guys, and we appreciate you coming on our. Small show. Uh, don't, but talk maybe so. someday. don't talk down about yourself. Jeez, I've had a good time. It's been fun. I, I'm glad you have. I'm glad you have. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, any any last wrap-up or thing you'd like to promote? Just have a good life, everyone out there. Hi, mm. I'm Matthew Jude. <laughs> Very good. Uh, that makes me Gobby. And this makes me slightly confused. That's okay because this has been <laughs> okay. this has been enjoyable. Lean into it. I'm leaning Lean into, into it, it, and I, I am I am very pleased that we could have uh, Mr. Jude on, and that maybe maybe we wish him all the success in his further dealings in life. Have you on again? Sounds good. Excellent. See if I say it in the podcast, it's awkward if you say no. <laughs> it has to happen. It is now written in the stone. All right, until next time, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. 